so God knows what we need. Amen. He knows where we're at. Maybe I can have you out of here. Listen, the last four, three or four Sundays, I have had you out of here before noon. So you could beat all those other people. If you were going to go to a restaurant, so you could beat all them to the restaurant. And what did you do? You stayed around here and talked. And then you couldn't get in anywhere. Last Sunday, we went to three different places. Finally, I said, let's go home, Amy. We eat leftovers. Amen. So, all right. Well, Happy New Year 2022. Did you think you'd ever get here? Granny said, yeah, I knew I would. We're here. We're going to glorify the Lord this year, do some things for the Lord. I'm excited about what we got in the, in the kettle here. Now, I, I do want to say this. So in just a couple weeks, what's it going to be, about four or five weeks, the Archambaults will be here February 4th, 5th, and 6th. Okay, so I would like to have as many of you that will come to the, that weekend teaching. All right, it's going to be a Friday night, and we're not going to do it here. We're going to do it off-site. It's going to be somewhere else. We've got a nice grove of trees we're going to meet under. Hopefully it'll be going down to Patoka there, Brother Gary's house. Down there, and he's got a grove of trees. No, we're going to be in the, inside. But it's going to be on a Friday night, a Saturday morning, and into the little afternoon, and then they'll be here Sunday preaching as well. But what we're going to do that weekend is we are going to learn about ourselves. Did you ever wonder why you do some of the things you do? Your mother asked you that when you were growing up. Didn't she? Or your dad? Why do you do what you do? Why did you do that? And so we are, each of us have what's called a personality or a temperament. Okay, God made you that way. And with that temper, temperament or personality that God gave you, in that temperament and personality are strengths and weaknesses. So your temperament, your personality has strengths and your personality has weaknesses. Okay. I have strengths and weaknesses. One of my weaknesses is I can be grouchy and mean. Didn't hear any amens behind me, so that's good. I can be grouchy and mean and crass and unforgiving and hold grudges. That's one of my that's some of my weaknesses. But I have strengths that I can get this done or do that and, and accomplish this, and that's part of my temperament. So what we're going to do is we would like for all of you that will, it's not going to cost you anything. We're going to have a nice little breakfast and a lunch on Saturday. So Friday night we're going to have a session. Saturday morning we'll have a session with some continental breakfast, then we'll have lunch, then we'll have another session right after lunch Saturday. And then the Archambaults will be here Sunday. So I'd like for you to come. It's not going to cost you anything, but I'd like for you to learn about your temperament, your personality, and your spiritual giftings. 
and how all of that works to get you involved in the kingdom. Because all of us are supposed to be involved in the kingdom, you weren't just put on this earth just to accumulate stuff and things. We were put on this earth to expand the kingdom. Amen? Amen? Okay, say so yeah. Yeah, pastor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We were reminiscing last night about Marcus. Marcus is a champion uh, of ear, ear tubes. He's had three sets. And he was sick from how, from six weeks to, six, to seven months. He was constantly sick. And I don't know what it is about doctors, but they never want to refer you to a, a ear, nose, and throats. But they never want to put tubes in kids' ears. Have you ever went to the doctor sicker than a dog and they don't want to give you any medicine? They say, let's, let's see what it does. Let's let it run its course. I've been letting it run its course. That's why I'm almost dead. Another problem with my personality is I am kind of can be in your face if I need to be. And that's not good either. I try to be like a sheep at times. You know, I've been puking, gagging, coughing, about died, and you want me to let it see run its course? You won't give me any, they won't, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be a drug addict on like, you know, amoxicillin. I don't think I'm going to get addicted to uh, augmenting. All right. So Marcus had three sets of tubes, and on this one set, <clears throat> it was so funny. We were in Greenville Hospital. Was this, this was set number two, wasn't it, or three? This was set number three, and... As soon as they, a tube would fall out of his ears, he would start getting sick immediately again. So we knew he needed them. And tubes are some of the best friends that parents will ever put in their kids' ears. You know, tubes are wonderful. Uh, so they gave him this little cocktail to drink to kind of calm him down. He was probably about four or five years old, three or four or five years old. And that thing, it made him mad, mean. Very mean. That's what his mom just said, very mean. And so he's sitting there. He wants to get down and run around and play. And up on the TV, they, it was wintertime. They were having these X games, you know, the snowboarding and competition and all that. And th one of the guys on there, his name was Tanner. And Amy's like, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to name, name Marcus. I, I like Tanner. And Marcus heard that. And what did he say? Yeah, Dad, why didn't you let her name me Tanner? Real mean, like, you know? So we won't have any of those cocktails at the, at the personality temperament thing, so you'll be, you'll be fine there. So, yeah, let's all plan on that, okay? I'm going to be coming around, checking you off the list. I want you all there, all right? February 4th, 5th, and 6th, the, Friday, the last, first Friday night in February, first Saturday in February, and there we go. Also, we have food pantry this week. So we'll have to get the seats. Brother Jonathan, you and Austin, could you guys get the seats out of the white van for me today? Because I'll have to drive up there Tuesday. All right. Here we go. I'm going to Mark chapter number four today. Mark chapter number four. <clears throat> We're going to read it in the King James. It says, and he began. He began to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship 
and set in the sea. Now, he wasn't setting in the sea. He was in the boat, in the sea. All right? It kind of reads like, you know, he's sitting in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land, and he taught them many things by parables. And said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went a sower out to sow. Now, a parable is a natural example to show a spiritual principle. Okay? It is a natural example or story to show a spiritual principle. That's what a parable is. All right. And so, it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. So Jesus is explaining that there are four types of soil. He's saying here there's four types of soil here. First of all, there is the wayside soil. Then there is stony ground. Okay? So the wayside is over by the side of the, the good ground, the field. Are you all cold? Really? Okay. I don't have control of it. I didn't do it. Wasn't me. Might want to not, you know, help help them out a little bit. One degree, maybe. You're gonna get one degree. One. Wayside is outside the good ground. Then there's stony ground. Okay, the stony ground. When the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground. Everybody say good ground. Other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth 30, 60, and some 100. So it multiplied. That's the magic of a harvest. A harvest multiplies. You, it multiplies stuff here. And so he said to them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So there's four types of soil, wayside soil, stony ground, thorny ground, and good soil. Now, oh. somebody said, what does that mean? That means about 25% of the people that you talk to have good ground soil. But you can work and remove the stones from the stony ground you can go in and cut down the thorn bushes and pull out the root systems and expand the good ground but it's going to take a lot of work there are people that you work with there are people that have come into the church there are people that live for God some of them just come in and everything's just awesome they start getting it it's all good and you know they're growing in the kingdom that's good ground there's other people who come in and you see them for a little bit, and boom, they're gone. Have you ever? I've seen. I've seen somebody walk into a, a church, a spirit-filled church, get the Holy Ghost. The very first service they were there, they never had any experience in it at all, and walk out the door and never go back again. My mind goes back to the old building on Main Street where we started the church, 
and there was a, a family there that the, the lady's daughter was from Indiana. She came to visit her mom, and her mom brought her to church. She wasn't, didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. The service was going on, boom, this girl gets the Holy Ghost. She's probably in her mid-30s, late 20s, early 30s. She gets the Holy Ghost and leaves and never comes back. Never went to church. That's where the, the, it falls on ground, and, and it was, it was uh, what was it, stony ground. There wasn't much earth. It sprang up. There was no depth of earth. The sun came out, scorched it, and withered away, disappeared. Four different types of soil, but I'm not talking about soil today. I'm not going to give you an ag lesson, but I want to talk to you about this. That verse 9, he said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So I want to talk to you about, today about this. If you've got ears, it's time to hear. If we have ears, it's time to hear. Okay? If we have ears, it's time to hear. Verse uh, 13 again, he said, Do you know the parable? He said, you know, and he said to them, Know ye not this parable? And, and how then will you know the parables? The sower sows the word. So he's explaining now in these verses that the sower sows the word. And he said, these are they that are by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. I preached a message years ago called birds. You remember that one? Anybody remember birds? That was an award-winning message. Yeah, birds. Birds of you are in church. Birds are you're in the power and presence of the Lord, right? And you're in church, and the power of God is moving, and people are getting touched, and people are getting blessed. And as soon as you walk out the door, all hell breaks loose. And before you get from the door to your car, you have lost every ounce of victory that you just got in here. Anybody relate to that? Maybe it's not you you have. Probably the people you've been hanging around. Probably ought to change some folks in your life, maybe. We won't go there today, will we? But you know what I'm talking about. By the time the day's over on Sunday, everything that you just got in church is gone. Gone like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Gone. Every ounce of victory you got in church, the devil has done zapped it. The birds have came and stolen the seed. And the devil wants to do that. He wants to set it up that it, no matter how little or how much you get here, by the time the sun goes down tonight, he wants to know that he has robbed all of your victory. Because if he's robbed all of your victory, then the rest of the week you have nothing to go on spiritually. And so you're running on empty, you're running low, you're running dry, high. Right? Running into the sun. Now, so that wayside, the birds come. The birds come. The birds come in all kinds of fashions, but I'm not here to talk about birds. But you've got to watch the birds that come. And then he said this. So the sower sows the word. The wayside people, the birds come. Likewise, which are sown on stony ground, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. So people that have stony ground, they receive the word with gladness. You get gladness when the word comes into your life. The word brings you hope. The word begins to make sense. 
All right? Let me say this. We're in a brand new year, and now is the time to set a goal. If you want to do, to do something, you need to start practicing the basics. We, you need to have basic training. We need to do basic training in our lives. You need to read the Word every day. Every day, you've got to read the Word. Okay? If you do not understand the good old King James, get a translation that you do understand. And there are, there are all kinds of Bible reading programs out there. Okay? I mean, you may feel gung-ho and say, I am going to read the whole Bible through this year. And you start in Genesis and you do pretty good. But let me tell you something. When you hit Leviticus, when you hit Leviticus, and yet you have an oblation and a sacrifice and a heave offering and a wave offering, and then you have the pigeons and the turtle doves, and then you have the bulls, the rams, the, bull, the goats, then you have all of that stuff, it gets hard. It gets hard. And Leviticus talks about everything that life in, entails. Everything. It tells you when you're clean and when you're not clean. Okay? In fact, there's scriptures in there that will just make your face turn blush red. Because the word is the word is the word. But if you don't, it, it, do, set a goal. Set a goal. If you don't think you can read the whole Bible through, and I know you're feeling good right now because it's just the second day of the year, and say, okay, am I going to read the whole New Testament through? Now, there's something that you could probably do. And you can probably relate to the New Testament because the first four books are biographies about Jesus Christ. So you can handle Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then the book of Acts, you have the history of the church, so you can do that. So the New Testament, if you've never read the Bible through, I would suggest just trying to do the New Testament. Just try to do the New Testament. And you can have the New Testament read through maybe twice, once every six months. What are you doing? You're putting the Word in there. You need to put the Word in there. You need to have a time of, of prayer. You need to fast. Oh, my Lord, fasting. Now, I have missed my fasting. You can tell because my, my shirts are getting very tight, you know. The doctor said, I got to see the doctor the other day. He said, how you doing in the pregnant zone? Are you grouchy? I said, my family says I'm grouchy. Do you see an increase in your appetite? I want to eat the whole kitchen. Yes. Yes. All of it. Anything that's not moving, I want it. Even Sometimes I want the things that move. Yes. And so, Fasting. I used to try to fast a day a week, sometimes two days a week. Sometimes I'd spread it up and just fast one meal over three days. That gives me three days. That's a day, right, over a week. What am I, what am I doing? I'm trying to get my body under subjection. But now when you take all this medication, they say you've got to take food with it. It's like, are you kidding me? I want to fast. I can't believe I'm saying that. I want to fast. So let's work on the Word. Let's work on praying. Let's work on fasting. And then, you know, another one, we, you're here today. Let's work on church attendance. You're here. Praise the Lord. You've got you to show up for work sometime. This is your spiritual work. This is, your, this is more important than your earthly work. Not right now because it doesn't pay the money that takes care of your earthly existence, but this is going to set up and take care of your heavenly existence. Amen? And so here we are. So we root ourselves. We've got these, uh, these seed that fall on stony ground. And 
we like it for a while. We get excited. Learn to become a learn to become a thermometer or not a thermometer, a thermostat rather than a thermometer. A thermostat is different in every room or a thermometer is different in every room. It reads different temperatures. All right? But a thermostat you set it and it stays right there and it regulates. So I want to be a thermostat walking with the Lord. I want to be this all the time. I don't want to be up now. And by Tuesday, man, I'm, I'm, I'm licking the bottom of my shoes because the devil has done stole all the seed from Sunday. And I just can't seem to get that power going in my life anymore. And so I'm up and down and up and down and up and down. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying let's find consistency. My, my Bible college president used to tell me this. He used to have this saying, and I and it was like, oh my, he says that all the time. He says, oh, consistency, thou art a jewel. Did you ever hear him say that, Johnny? You don't even remember. You were partying, partying so hard in Bible college. I remember me and Johnny's twin brother flew down to Texas to see Johnny, and we were going to a Johnny and I were going to a minister's retreat, a conference, and his brother was going to visit one of his friends. And we walked into Johnny's room, and I'm telling you what, it was spotless. Everything was in place. Everything was in order. His slippers, his toothbrush, his, everything was just perfect. 24 hours of James and I there, and we had completely devastated the place. I said to James, I said, he will be so glad when we leave him because we have completely turned his world upside down. I mean, it was, it was pathetic. We were. Johnny was good. We were pathetic. He'd say, oh, consistency, thou art a jewel. And I never really thought about that too much. Do you know what? Consistency. What you see is what you get on Monday. What you see is what you get on Thursday. You know what? I'm basically the same guy on Monday and Thursday as I am on Sunday. You're not gonna, I'm not going to wear a mask and be somebody different. I know people who have lots of masks, and they have a mask for this day and a mask for that day, and they put on a different mask, and, and they try to always hide and make sure everything looks good on the outside, and inside they're crumbling and falling apart. But I want to be built on good ground, and I want to take root. So the stony ground does not allow you to take root. And as we walk through life... We get that consistency in our life. God can bless the consistency. Do you think that, that Daniel in the lion's den was just one day he discovered that, guess what, I'm going to the lion's den and I know I got victory. For some of us, we better pray to God that we go to the lion's den right after church on Sunday. Because if we'd have had to went to the lion's den on Friday, we might have been in trouble. We might not have had as much gas in the gas tank as we thought we could need. You know what I'm saying? And so we learn consistency. Here's another saying that he said. Whenever, as you go through life, always carry a bottle of hot sauce or ketchup in your back pocket. How about that for a word? When, as you go through life, always be sure to carry a bottle of hot sauce or ketchup in your back pocket. And he said, that way, when you have to eat your words, you can at least put something on them. 
so they taste good going down. That does sound like an old guy, doesn't it? I've went through several bottles of hot sauce in my life. Stony ground. Wayside ground, stony ground. And so, watch this. They take, has no root, so they endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Have you ever met anybody that's offended? Jesus said, blessed is he who's not offended in me. Jesus said that. Guess what? In this world, you are going to offend people, and people will offend you. Be careful that what offends you is not the devil trying to pull you out of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying. That's what the devil uses a lot to get people out of church. He gets them mad. He gets them offended. He gets their feelings hurt. He gets all this going in their lives. And they cannot understand and see what the devil is trying to do. So the devil takes away the seed from the wayside ground, from the fowls of the air. What he does here is he uses an offense. Well, pastor, pastor didn't talk to me today. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ever going back there or not. Really? First of all, you've got to remember this you're not walking with the Lord and you're not going to church and you're not walking in the kingdom for anybody but Jesus is this a heavy word today anybody but Jesus you know how sister Amy and I have lasted so long because we realize who we're walking with we're not walking with pastors we have walked with pastors and we've had pastors offend us. We've had pastors hurt us. But guess what? I'm not walking with the Lord for the pastor. I'm walking with the Lord because I love him. I love him because he first loved me. How about that voice? Where am I on the praise team? I could be offended right now. And purchase my salvation on Calvary. No pastor went to Calvary for me. No Sunday school teacher went to Calvary for me. No church went to Calvary for me. Amen. I'm walking in the kingdom, and we're walking in the kingdom. So listen, don't let the devil take an offense and put it in your life and plant it there because the word hasn't had time to take root because it's been stony ground. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Don't let that offense come up on you. Jesus said, and blesses he who is not offended in me because we're going to walk together. So in this new year that's here, we're going to walk together offenseless. We're going to know that, you know what, we're not always going to agree on everything. You don't want to agree with everybody on everything because you all have the same thing then. There's no diversity. But so we walk together in unity. And as we walk together, we realize that the Lord is going to give us victory. Now, then he says, these which are sown among thorns hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness. Everybody say cares of the world. Cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. You know, money is easy come, easy go. 
Money comes easy, money goes easy. Got to be careful. That's why three-quarters of the people who win the lottery go broke after, in my seven years. is because they didn't work for it. They didn't know how to take care of it as it came in. You got to take care of it. It'll take care of you if you take care of it. Amen? But you, you, do, you know, there's only so much. I have tried multiple times to grow those money trees out back here, and they just don't take root. They're just not there. I guess we're just in the wrong zone or something. So you got the deceitfulness of riches. You got the lust of other things coming in. It chokes the word, and then the word becomes unfruitful. Notice the word is not unfruitful until it's choked out. The word is not unfruitful. It's carrying a germ of life. The word carries life. The Bible is alive. So you read the Bible every day, you're putting life in there. You read the Bible every day, you're putting hope in, inside. You read the Bible every day, you're putting faith in there. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And, but, so you've got to fight the deceitfulness of riches. You've got to fight the cares of this world. And you've got to fight all of this stuff that's going to try to choke the word out. The devil's main goal is to get you out of the kingdom. I'll say that again because it was good. The devil's main goal is to get you out of the kingdom. It's to get you out of church. It's to get you not coming to church anymore because, you know, Brother Tracy did blah, 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 and made you mad, and you cried. Okay, you cried. All right. We all cry. Crying over you. We all cry. Brother Tracy hurt me. Didn't mean to. How about I'm sorry? Nope, I'm offended now, I ain't. You know who, you know, people get mad. People walk out. People say, I ain't doing this anymore. But you see, you put the word in there. You got to keep the word in there. You got to build this thing. When you go home at night, instead of listening to the, the greatest hits of the 70s and 80s, KLOU, you need to put a little bit of Jesus on. Listen to, uh, what is it? Joy FM. What is that? 99.1. I can't listen to WIBI or WBGL anymore because it all sounds the same. Oh, you got enough music now. You got Pandora. You got playlists. You got all. I mean, you're, this generation is so spoiled. Yeah, you're so. They're so spoiled. We grew up on three channels. We grew up on three channels and radios that had a dial. And you know, you know, do you know that, there, that if if we gave kids a phone from 1975. You think they'd be able to work it? Most of them wouldn't be able to work it. Now, we know they have us on tablets, handheld devices, and computers. They've got us. But listen, we had three, we had three channels, ABC, NBC, CBS. Sometimes we got the hockey game from a Pittsburgh station called WPXI. Sometimes, if you're lucky, if the wind was blowing the right way. Turn the rotor. You know, and you always, anybody ever look out the window and just watch the rotor spin? Huh? I used to do that when I was about five. I can remember four and five. And, I, and, I, and my mom would yell from the kitchen, Tracy, leave the rotor alone. How, I'm thinking, how did she know? Well, she could hear it. She could hear the thing. Quit spinning the rotor. We had it locked into the station. And the old radio, when you turn the dial... Well, we had to just find that right spot. And sometimes if it wasn't there, you pick it up and you carry it around, and then you find the right spot. Come on, anybody living where, I was, where I'm at? Are you seeing what I'm saying here? How in the world did I get on that? Oh, yeah, you don't want to listen. Just, if you're down in your spirit, you don't need to listen to the best of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You need to put a little bit of Jesus music on. All right? 
put a little bit of Jesus music on. If you're hungry for Jesus, put Jesus music on. If you've got a deficiency, you take a vitamin for the deficiency. Take a Jesus vitamin for your spiritual deficiency. Come on now, somebody. Somebody needs to get a hold of what I'm laying down here and picking up and putting down. Oh, where's Danny Trout when I need him? Down in the West Texas town of El Paso. What are we doing today? We're moving into the kingdom. We're, we got ears. We're going to have to start hearing and listening. We got to start hearing what's going on here. Verse 20, and these which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it. How about that? So first of all, you hear the word, then you receive the word. And once you receive the word, after you've heard it, then it begins to produce stuff in your life. I do not say the words I used to say before I got the word in my life. I don't think the way I used to think. Now, sometimes a rogue thought will start coming through there, but my word filter will start canceling it out. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Something wants to come out of my mouth, and the filter in my mouth starts closing things up. What's going on here? What's the Spirit talking about to us today? What's the Spirit saying today? You re, some bring 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Everybody's going to do different. Don't get jealous and don't be a favor-hater. Somebody's getting blessed and favored by God. Don't be a favor-hater. Rejoice with those that are rejoicing. Amen? Your time's coming. Just stay faithful. Just keep coming. Just show up. That's all you got to do. Show up. Show up and let God show out. It's all going to be all right. And so that's good word there. Now let's look again at verse 18 and 19 of Mark chapter 4. And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, the cares of life come, deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Now, I want to share with you my and our family's 2021. That is there, oh Lord. First of all, I was excited to see 2021 come because 2022 was so crazy, or 2020. I hope that wasn't prophetic. It wasn't, okay. It was just a faux pas. I'm gonna, this is my wallet. I'm putting it right here. Don't worry what that is. It's in my wallet. I don't like it in my front pocket, but I can't reach around there and get it yet out of that one pocket where it's supposed to go. Okay. 2020 was so crazy. We shut down for 10 weeks. We had no church live for 10 weeks. Some of my best messages, Brother Brad, was to empty pews, 36 empty pews in here. I had no distractions. And I'm thinking, man, I, could pre I preach much better in an empty room. What's going on here? And then we got warm and we could, we could meet outside. Now, I was very envious I will say I was very envious of people who were down south and could have service outside all through the whole thing. I mean, I'd see my in-laws down there in Texas all having outside church and all these cars showing up. And they're having church outside. I'm like, yeah, and I got to live up here north of the Arctic Circle. But we were able to have, I think, three services out here until we finally came back. And But we lost a lot of people during COVID. 
COVID is not going away. COVID is a virus on the earth, just like the other 18 COVID viruses are. Hence, it's called COVID-19. It's a deadly virus. People have died from it. And more will die from it. But before COVID, people were dying from the flu. And still are. And so, 2020 was just crazy. But the thing about 2020 was, we, we had all of our family here. Now, Amy and I, we are going through a transition called empty nesting. We're going through this transition. We got this big house, and there's just two of us. And sometimes, you know, I may have to put a chip in her so I can know where she's at. Because I don't know where she's at most of the time. And so, we used to have four kids, a dog, a pig. We had all this stuff going for us. And last Christmas Eve, we had service here, and we went home, and, and everybody was around the Christmas Eve table. Well, this year was different. And so I'm looking forward to 2022 to see what happens. I'm hoping 22 is better than 21, but as I was reflecting over 21, you know, the Word is saying, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. This scripture came to me earlier this week. He that hath an ear, let him hear. And this, is, this appears mainly in Revelation, but also in the Gospels. Revelation is talking to the churches. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. That's a capital S. That's God talking. And so God is saying to me, he said, you know what? I, I want you to know this. I want you to start hearing me better in 22. I want you to start hearing what I'm saying a little better. I may whisper some things, and I may shout some things. And, and you know, God has to do that sometimes because God has to get our attention. I know sometimes we were going through a situation at the daycare uh, back in, in 2015, and uh, I was going to get the sheer joy of having to fire somebody. Well, I don't want to fire anybody, you know. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to get fired. Fard. I don't want to get fard. I don't want to get fired, and I don't want to get fard. Either one. All right? And so as we were meeting to try to figure out what to do in this situation, there were folks on the board that said, maybe we could just do this so we don't have to fire that individual. And I am sleeping at night, and the Holy Ghost wakes me up. It was like 4.10 in the morning. Now listen, brothers and sisters, I love to sleep. I am a good sleeper, okay? I am a good, I'm a great sleeper. I can sleep through just about anything. The last earthquake we had, I was dreaming that I was in a radio studio doing a radio broadcast, and I couldn't figure out why there was all this noise outside the studio shaking, and when I finally woke up, Amy's like, I think we just had an earthquake. I said, oh. I said, well, I was in a radio, I was doing a radio broadcast. So I like my sleep. Uh, love my sleep. The other night, I was trying to go to sleep. And the woman laying beside me said, Oh, honey. Oh, honey. You need to roll over. 
you're on your back and you're snoring. I didn't hear any snoring, Brother Vernie. None. I heard no snoring. So I roll over and I proceed to go to sleep. Try to go to sleep. Then a voice out of the darkness says, I don't know which is worse. You snoring or not breathing? And in deep love, I simply said to her, I didn't even move, you need to go sleep in Macy's bed. Because I am trying to go to sleep. So I don't know which one is worse. So I love my sleep. In the middle of the night at 4.10, the Holy Ghost woke me up and these words shot through my mind and spirit. You have to terminate her. Man, I'm dreaming. I'm asleep. And I'm wide awake because my eyelids flew open, wide open. And those words, that's how I knew God was getting my attention on that. And that's what had to be done. And that's what we had to do. What am I saying? I'm saying get your ear tuned to what God is going to say to you this year. Let's get our ear tuned to what God is going to say. So that's what Jesus said here in Mark chapter 4. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Let's, let's, let's go on. So if you got he ears, brothers and sisters, that to now is the time to hear. Kevin, it's time to hear. Can you hear me? All right, good. Did you get those new batteries? Not yet. All right. It's time to hear what the Spirit's saying. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. It said, he that hath an ear, that phrase, this comes from the Adam Clark commentary. I left it up there for copyrights. Let every intelligent person and every Christian man attend carefully to what the Holy Spirit in this and following letters is saying to the churches. What is the Holy Spirit saying to the church? What is the Holy Ghost saying to us? What's he saying to me? What's he saying to you? You see what I'm saying here? I'm telling you that 2022, it could be fantastic. It could get crazier. This world is upside down. There's craziness happening all over the world. So we've got to give an ear to what the Spirit is saying. So I want to give you a little review. I just kind of put some things down here on what in the world is happening. What in the world is happening in my life in 2021? I am not trying to say that all my problems supersede your problems because you guys had problems too. I know Susan lost both of her parents within seven weeks of each other. And her extended family's dealing with cancer now. I know Sister Brenda's dealt with some family issues this past year. You know? We're all, we all have stuff, but I'm just going to share with you what we kind of went through to let you know that we're not untouchable. So in February of there, first of the year, February, my daughter-in-law leaves my son and claims that she le he left her. But he was still staying in the same house that she walked out of. So I, we couldn't, that still puzzles us. But anyway. So then, the same day that she left, we had to buy a, a different vehicle because the other one, the white Suburban, got wrecked. Try to take out your business, your friend's business, Austin. Yep. Little old five foot, 
three-quarter inch woman trying to take out the heating and air conditioning company. So we had to get a new one, and the insurance company's after me. If you don't hurry up and you find a new one, then we're not going to pay on it. Well, the problem was I couldn't find the title because I put the title somewhere where I wouldn't forget where it was. Nobody else knows what I'm talking about here. You know, you put something where you won't forget it, and then when you need it, you forgot it. So once again, I had to ask the good Lord in heaven, God, you've got to help me find this. And I don't know what it was, but something just made me go to my desk and pop open a, a, a rectangle, a little tote, letter-sized tote, and I'm going through there, and, look at, and the Lord said, I think that's the title to the Suburban right there. And lo and behold, it was the title to the Suburban. Thank you, Jesus. So the same day I'm buying a new Suburban, because the other one got totaled, she decides she's going to leave. So in March and April... I spent March and April fasting and praying for that marriage. I would fast anywhere from, from one, one meal a day to two meals a day to three meals a day. I was fasting and praying, God, you've got to put this back together. You've got to do this. Because I believe that if you fast, you can turn things around. I believe if you pray, you can turn some things around. We either serve a God that can do that or we don't serve a God that can do that. So we're going to say, now what's the Spirit saying in 2022? I think we need to start believing God a little level higher than we have been before, okay? So all that happened through uh, March and April. And then in May, they reunited. They began to work things out. May and June, my good wife here, I don't know, she always speaks, teaches, preaches Mother's Day. Just a few days before Mother's Day, she began to have back problems. And it was like a sciatica would go down her leg. And it would not only would it go down her leg, but it would also twist around the, the leg down into the foot and ankle. And she could not find any, any relief. I saw this woman try to sleep standing up on her head with her head down in the couch. I've, I've seen her try to lay flat. I've seen her try to get in a recliner. There was no way she could get, find any rest at all. She couldn't hardly sleep. And this went on for about seven or eight weeks. She finally had to have surgery on her back. Amen. So May, they reunite. May, June, Amy begins to have back pain for unknown reasons. May, just a few weeks after the back pain starts, that Suburban that I just bought, the motor went out of it. Why are you laughing at me, Macy? you laughing at me. It's just funny. Well, you get your list together, and we're going to laugh at your list. We'll laugh with you. So the Suburban that we bought in February, in May, the motor went out of. Now, do you know what? Motors are not cheap. Especially when there's a shortage of used cars now. Do you know used cars have, have multiplied three, four hundred percent in value? You can't just go buy a $1,000 beater anymore. You're going to buy a $2,000 beater. I mean, it's, it's out there. It's, it's, it's expensive. So the motor goes out in the Suburban. Amy has back pain. What in the world is going on? In June, Macy saved up her money and bought a car to go to college in. In July, July 1st, Amy has major back surgery. She's having major back surgery, and I am driving Michaela's U-Haul to San Antonio. And I, I'm driving through Central Texas that morning, and I'm praying for my wife while she has back surgery. But the prayers were so good, and the surgery was so good, that you decided the next day to just go out and lay in the sun on your belly. 
didn't work very good. I would suggest when you have back surgery, do not go out and lay on your belly for a long time. Probably ever, okay? Then in August, Megan gets a new job, moves out and takes the little wee lad, the 16-month-old grandson, with her that has been at my house all of his life. That's tough. You grandparents know what it's like. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that my problems are any worse than yours. I'm just telling you, this is what happened to us. This is what we experienced. Macy, she decides to leave us and go to Texas Bible College. We're now empty nesters. Wow. In September, the motor goes out in Macy's car that she bought in June. I'm so sick of cars and motors. I'm telling you, I'm just sick of them. In September, we had anniversary services. I celebrated with three stitches and a hole in my lip with anniversary services. On October 6th, the next week after the anniversary service, I broke my elbow. This parking lot was going to kill me, but I have overcome. Brother Alex and a few guys came and helped me. I didn't have to do anything. I just said, you pull this over here, move it there, pull it in there, and it just was fine. October 14th, I had surgery. They said, no strenuous activity for at least 12 weeks. Do you know where that puts me? January. I can't lift a gallon of milk. I still couldn't lift a gallon of milk. Give me your hand, please. please. See, that's my weakness. Just give me your hand. Watch this. I'm going to squeeze your hand, okay? You ready? Anybody see that action? That's good action, right? Did that hurt? Okay. So now I can't do anything. November, December, I have physical therapy, thanks to Larry and Gary and their encouragement for physical therapy. And I tell you, I took all the painkillers and pills and ibuprofen that I could, and it still didn't help. She still hurt me. She still makes me want to come off the table. It's like, oh, are you kidding? And December and Mitchell and Caitlin call it quits. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a new year. And I'd say some of you are ready for a new year. But the Bible says that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And Sabbath means rest. And when he's the Lord of the Sabbath, every day is a rest day in Jesus. Because no matter what you go through, no matter what your calendar looks like, your year interview, no matter what that is, there's a, the Spirit is talking to us today. And I'm closing now. So what's the Spirit talking to us about? What's he saying to us today? What's going on in your life today? You know, uh, I would suggest don't make very many resolutions. All right? Don't, don't try to do that because you know that by middle of February, you're going to fall off the wagon anyway. You know, you're not going to lose weight. You got to have that for your health. My dad told me that. You got to have it for your health. And so, what, I don't know, but what's the Spirit saying? Let's all stand. What's the Spirit saying today? Revelation chapter 2, verse 7 says, Anyone who with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Guess what? God wants you to be victorious this year. God wants you to be victorious this year. How am I going to be victorious, Pastor? Number one, you condition yourself and you get ready and you train yourself 
for victory. How do I train myself for victory? You read the Word every day. You fast a day a week. Amen. You come to church, and you involve yourself in the kingdom. How's that? What are you doing? Conditioning. If you have people in your life that drag you down, get rid of the people in your life that drag you down. Oh, my. That's so hard. Pastor, I love them. Get rid of the people in your life that drag you down. Because the people, and unless you can, unless you can get a, save them. But I'm telling you, if there's a man drowning and somebody jumps in to save that man that's drowning, if that man is not trained and does not have the strength to overcome it, that drowning man will drown the other man. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes the situations that we try to save will be the situations that take us out. You can't save every situation. You can't make everything new. God makes everything new. So if there's people that's trying to bring defeat in your life, people that are speaking drama into your life, people that, you know, and drama, drama comes because we invite it in. Drama comes because we allow it in. Drama just doesn't show up. It, it comes because we let it in. So you've got to learn how to control your situation and be victorious. Amen? If you're victorious, I'll give you fruit from the tree of life. Revelation 2.17, anyone who he, with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that is hidden away in heaven. Guess what? God's going to give you strength as you have victory after victory. God is going to give you supernatural strength. When you overcome a sin, God gives you strength because when the devil comes back to tempt you again, you're stronger the next time. And you win again and you're stronger the next time. Till eventually the devil's not going to come after you with that anymore. Till eventually the devil's not coming after you with that anymore. He'll try to find something else. He'll try to see what else is going on in your life. He'll try to find that weakest link. And so what do you do? You just keep staying victorious. You just keep staying victorious. And I will give to each one a white stone. And on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Why? Because you're walking in personal relationship with the Lord. Amen? Y'all with me? I'm, I'm letting you out early. You better run when I let you out. Revelation 2.11, last one. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. you got to promise the second death has no power over you. You got to promise you're going to win. You got to promise you're going to have a resurrection. You got to promise that God's going to be with you. What is the Spirit saying? If you got ears, it's time to hear. It's time to listen to His voice. Let's pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us ears to hear, Lord, what the Spirit is saying to the church. God, give us ears to hear your voice much more clearly in 2022 than ever before. Lord, much more clearly than ever before, let our ear be tuned to the frequencies of your voice. Let us, Lord, hear your voice in such a way. Let us, Lord, hear your voice so keenly and so clearly, God, in 2022. Lord, you said that in the last days there would be a great falling away. 
but that also there would be a remnant arise. So, Lord, I'm seeing that remnant arise at Family Worship Center. I'm seeing, God, folks beginning to get challenged by the Holy Ghost. I'm seeing folks being challenged by the movement of your Spirit. Lord, not just corporately, but, I, Lord, I see on a personal level. God, I can name names today. I can say, name names, Dan and Carlita. I can name names. I can name Marcus. I can name uh, uh, Alex. I can name people, God, who you, you faith bomb me. I, I can see these people, God, beginning to just, just be attached, Lord, and hunger after your presence and after your spirit. So, God, I just pray today that you would continue. Somebody help me pray this. Lord, you continue to faith bomb us. You continue, Lord, to speak to us in special ways. You continue, Lord, to do strange and unusual things among us. And, Lord, we are excited about the harvest that is to come because, Lord, we believe you're going to use the remnant. We believe, Lord, you're going to use the remnant to begin to reach out and begin to touch and begin to move and minister all through this region, all through this area. Because, Lord, we got ears and we want to hear what the Spirit's going to say. Anybody want that today? Lord, I got ears and I want to hear what the Spirit's going to say. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, when the pandemic hit, there were people scrambling all over. We were scrambling. And I, we were scrambling because we're trying to figure out what's going on. And we were, I would pull up on YouTube and on the Internet different men of God I wanted to hear what the Lord's telling them and the main thing that was going through there was that the Lord was using this pandemic to weed out the church because he wants to use a remnant you know Gideon started out with what 32,000 32 33,000 men and the Lord said you got too many and by the time the Lord was done with him he was down to 300 that's a huge whittling right there. And you go, I want God to use us. And I'm seeing the Lord explode in folks' lives around here. Brother Bobby Pate, the Lord's working in his life mightily. Things are happening. You guys are all here today. You all are here today. And guess what? You'll be here tomorrow. You'll be here Wednesday. You'll be here next Sunday. What am I saying? I'm saying that we're getting ready. We're getting ready to be mobilized. Lord, I want to hear what you're saying. You got an ear? It's time to hear. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, and then I'm going to let you go. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those folks here today. I thank you for those folks online who were able to watch. I thank you for that ministry, God. I just pray that now your presence will move mightily among us. I pray, Lord, your voice will become so close to our ears. Lord, I pray that we would have ears to hear exactly what you're saying to us. Help us, Lord. Any, any obstacle, like the, what I listed for our year, that was, those were obstacles. But, Lord, we're not going to let those obstacles stop us from producing fruit. We're not going to let those obstacles stop us. We're not going to let the past, God, overtake our future. We're not going to let the past influ influence our future. But we're going to let the past be the past, and the future, God, is in your hands. So move, God, mightily amongst us. Keep your hand on us, we pray. And God, as we ask you in the name of Jesus. And somebody said amen. 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 Thank you, brothers and sisters. You're dismissed. We have food pantry this week. Church Wednesday night. Back on old schedule now. Church Wednesday night, 7 o'clock.
food pantry, Friday 